Hi, welcome to Story Hall, a podcast exploring the lore behind the most important stories in the world. So pull up a chair by the fireplace and let us put a story in your hole. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joey. I'm Roger. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brian. Hey guys, how you doing? Pretty great. Pretty good. Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good too. Yeah? Yeah. Well, anyone have anything major that happened this week that they want to talk about before we get into it? Hmm. No, is the answer I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, because I'm feeling extra good, because... Uh, we got some extra extra top notch nostalgia coming your way, and you guys know how I feel about nostalgia things. You love it. Oh yeah, yeah. Love you it. live you for, live the, for nostalgia. the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's my problem. It's problematic. <laughs> 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 uh, but anyway, so let's just dive, dive into it. I have a lot to talk about today, and it's very important. It's a very important subject that's near and dear to my heart. Oh. I want you guys to get back in nostalgia mode with me, okay? We're gonna think back to like late 1996. Early 1997. Okay. Raj and Bri, you guys are probably in high school at that point. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. We are. 96, 97. What are we? Um, freshman, freshman, probably. Freshman, yeah. freshman in high school. Yeah. Okay. And then, Kev, you were in fifth grade, maybe? That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. So I was, I was uh, going into junior high-ish. I was basically it. So um, around that time, um, I got my hands on a, on a PlayStation demo disc. And for any younger listeners out there, once upon a time, if you were a friend, got your uh, hands on a copy of like the recent PlayStation magazine, you would find a demo disc inside and it was known as a PlayStation Underground Jam Pack. Yeah, Underground Jam Pack. Yeah, the Jam Pack. <laughs> I love those. And yeah, they were great. For anyone who doesn't know, they usually contained like a, a series of like just a single level from a bunch of different games that were coming out, so you could get stoked on them and try them out. Most memorably, I think for mo- for most people it would be Disc Four, which is the one that had Tony Hawk on it. Do you oh yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so I would just like, play, play, we play it for hours. We play the same hours. level of Tony Hawk for for months. Over and probably. over, you just you just pass. You'd pass the controller back and forth, and it would be because the warehouse level was it's what two minutes, three minutes timed, and then yeah. you just say replay or, or go back to the main menu. So you just press replay and hand it over to the next guy, or just sit there for hours. Doing did you, Tony Hawk uh, did anybody ever buy the actual game? Because I felt like I didn't yeah. have to buy the game because I had one of the levels already. I guess Man, somehow level. I convinced myself <laughs> that I had a real Tony Hawk, but I'm almost positive I just that was the one with totally. Goldfinger. Yep, uh-huh. the yeah. right? that's the only yeah. level of Tony Hawk I've ever played. <laughs> oh uh, no, I, I played I played the hell out of those Tony Hawk games. They were great, and the soundtrack to the first one's awesome. Uh, but anyway, I feel like uh, you know replaying that that warehouse level is probably burned into our memories and. There's another demo disc memory that I think basically everyone has in addition to the Tony Hawk memory, but it's also an incomplete one from, from my experience. And so today I want to complete that memory for you guys. So if I asked you to recite some lyrics from the game Parappa the Rapper, oh. how far could you get? I couldn't even start. <laughs> first, first two lines. I could say the first two lines. Hit me with them just so we can get it. Uh, kick punch. It's all in the mind. Uh, okay, no, go ahead. If, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got it. If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find. Yeah. Uh, That's it. That's literally where everyone cuts off. No one remembers <laughs> anything else past that. That's the extent of anyone who's around the age of 30 or up. Their memories from Prep for the Rapper. <laughs> but today, I'm going to complete that memory and then something for you. Oh, my God. Whoa. So just so you know, kick punch. It's all in the mind. If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find. The things I'll teach you is sure to beat you. But nevertheless, you'll get a lesson from teacher. 
I hope by you unlocking the rest of these lyrics, it somehow also unlocks a deep, sad memory from my childhood that I wish I had. Chop Chop Master Onion killed your parents. <laughs> uh, okay, today, well, anyway, today we're going to stroll down to Rodney Town and meet up with Parappa, the paper thin rapping dog. <laughs> Rodney Town. Did you see you laugh at Rodney Town? Rodney Town, yeah. Is that real? That's where, that's <laughs> yes. where he lives? They ended up changing the name of it uh, after the first game. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Rodney Town is where he lives. But it's because one of the two creators of Parappa the Rapper, uh, his name is uh, Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. No kind of. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Rodney Greenblatt. But this guy, so he's an artist. He's really, he's very um, interesting. But what I really like about him is that he kind of puts his name into a lot of things. He'll just say like, oh yeah, I'm going to make comics. They're called Rodney Fun Comics. <laughs> so anyway, it was called Rodney Town. They ended up changing it to Parappa Town. So uh, anyway, let's go over a little brief history lesson before we get into the pooch himself. We need to start off with the, a J-pop band called Size. They made 10 albums uh, and had a number of hits in Japan spanning from 1987 to 1996. And one of the leading members, whose name is Masaya Matsura, uh, released a 3D CD-ROM game called Seven Colors. Now, a few things about this guy. He had an interest in the interaction of music and video games, so he would use his own band's music to make uh, a point-and-click adventure in which the player is driving around in a car in a cartoonish town, and the town itself is 3D. But the objects uh, and you know the flowers and everything else that are uh, around the town are flat. They, they seem 2D, kind of like paper. And so this would actually go on to set the groundwork for a collaboration with that artist, Rodney Greenblatt. Uh, and he had kind of an experimental, like hyper-colorful style uh, of illustration that was very like children's book-ish. And he would make these whimsical characters and all this stuff. And he's still working. You can still f- see his work now. Uh, but together, they would kind of merge these ideas of these colorful cartoon characters and this hybrid 3D, 2D world, and they would come together to create Parappa the Rapper. Was that K-pop band popular? Uh, J-pop band. J-pop, and yeah, sorry. they were famous. They're the okay. famous uh, size, yeah. And that's cool. So the guy from the band was a, a successful musician and also just made video games on the side? Yeah. So uh, he, I think he was interested in video games and kind of delved into it. The other thing about him is that he also did the the audio work for, remember the Ibo? The little robot dog. Hypo. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh-huh. he's the one who did that, too. So he had his hands in a lot of stuff. But basically, this is like pre-Gorillas Gorillas. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, because like Damon Albarn and, and we met up with Jamie Hewlett, who was the artist. And the two of them were the ones who came up with Gorillas as a, as a concept to, to, you know, make a, a, this cool cartoonish band. They did the same thing. They used their skill sets and their fame and whatever else to make this cool project, which would end up being a video game. So... Mm-hmm. Um, my, my question to you guys is, what do you know about Parappa? As a character? I, yeah. I know he's a dog, mm-hmm. and I know he's he lives beanie. in a town where there's also a giant onion man that's uh, teaching him karate. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I remember I I wanted to know more of the songs than just what I played on the demo, so I listened to one song where he was doing a driver's test, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. he was getting his license. He's, uh, he's also he's he's a pretty cool dog, right? He's oh, yeah. wearing like baggy yeah. like jeans, maybe even Jinkos. They're got really big. An orange, an orange beanie. Uh-huh. Perfect. Okay, uh, you guys got this down. He's, he's got mean, a cool '90s style. Is that it? Is that the end of the episode? 
That's it. If you want, you actually beat the game. I actually had it plugged in right now. If we can tell Joey the story before he says it, then it's over and we're set free. (laughs) Then we win. I actually just didn't know it. So I I came on asking you guys if you just knew what happened so I wouldn't have to go play it. So anyway, yeah, he's a dog. He's He's a young rat terrier. He's probably in his late teens. Uh, he's got an orange beanie and he's really, really positive, but also he likes to rap um, and he's a little in his head. He's a dreamer. And this kind of gets him into wild situations because he's always trying to solve problems that just kind of don't exist. Uh, he's a bright eyed young man that wants to make life more exciting and joyful, but also he wants to win the heart of one of his close friends, Sunny Funny, the Daisy Flower Girl. Is she uh, actually a flower? She's a flower, yeah. But they're all they're all kind of bipedal clothes wearing things. Mm-hmm. So like you could be a, an animal or uh you could be like a banana head. There's uh one character is just a like a snare for a head, <laughs> which I think is really funny. But they all kind of have human like bodies. From your perspective so, as a as a human being, uh, mm-hmm. how attractive is that flower? Um, she's very cute, yeah. uh, but she's a minor. So, oh, okay. Uh, okay, how dare you? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but there, there are some other characters that I think I would, I would imagine if I was in this cartoonish world that I would, I would be like, oh, I get it. Yeah, you know? like the like, onion you man. Know. I do. I'm just kidding. So, uh, aside from Sunny Funny, who's a flower, he's got some other friends. You got PJ Barry, who's this like sleepy, hungry bear, and he's a DJ. And Katie Cat, who's this tall blue cat. She has a knack for style. She's really organized, and she's kind of the the more mature one of the group. And this one afternoon, the the four friends are finishing a movie called Jet Baby in theaters. It's about a superhero fighting a giant alien. Uh, and afterward, they head to a, a local burger place called the Chunky Burger to grab a bite. <laughs> and they're all just talking about Jet Baby and what it's like to be a hero. And Parappa slips into this idea that he too would like to be a hero. And while he's like drifting, these two human scumbags around the same age, they walk in and they start harassing the girls that are sitting in the burger booth. There's they're humans in around. this world, huh? Mm-hmm, there are oh, humans weird. in this world. Yeah. Do um, they have clothes and human bodies too? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they do. Sweet. Uh, and oddly enough, not attracted to them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, they want to, they're harassing the girls. They want the girls to leave with them. And Parappa doesn't really stand up for them or for himself. But luckily, there's this local hunky hero named Joe Chin. He's got a big chin. He's also a dog. And he steps up with his large muscular presence. And he has a hero monologue. And he's basically Parappa's dog rival. He's a good guy, and he's just kind of like into himself mm-hmm. and he's into his money and his looks. And um, yeah, he's also after Sunny Funny. And while he's intervening, he just starts rambling about how he's not going to stand for these scumbags being scummy. But he doesn't know when to stop blabbing. And so while he's just monologuing, the girls and PJ just kind of get up and walk away, <laughs> leaving the bullies and Joe Chin and even Parappa behind. And Parappa's just stuck in his thoughts because, you know, he, he needed to man up and he needed to know how to believe in himself. And so he enrolls in karate lessons at the local Chop Chop Dojo. And this is the first playable level experience. And this is also the one that was on the demo disc. Okay. So to set the stage uh, for the dojo and how the game works, Parappa will continue on his journey and encounter several teacher characters along the way. These teachers are going to give him life skills via timed button pressing because this is the first rhythm game that really ever hit the scene and got popular. So before Guitar Hero, before Dance Dance Revolution, 
there was Parappa the Rapper. Huh. Uh, and that is... So this kind of launched the whole genre mm-hmm. of rhythm games, Yeah, huh? and that's also why this was successful, probably, because there was nothing like it prior to this. So, uh, either way, the teachers are going to rap along with some uh, really, really catchy music, and Parappa has this whole call-and-response mechanic where he has to rap back with responses that fit with the rhythm of the song. Now, from a game standpoint... The problem is that it's kind of hard. The indicators aren't timed perfectly, and if you don't understand the, the pacing or the cadence of early 90s rap, the game is really difficult. Uh, they ended up having to like redo this for the future games and all this stuff, because a lot of people, they just simply couldn't beat the game because it was too difficult, because they didn't understand that things weren't always going to hit like on, you know, one and two or one on and four. Or yeah, exactly. On yeah. So basically, what ends up happening, if you start doing poorly, the teacher and the music start to react to you differently live as you're playing the game. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, it's huh. very cool. And it leaves you like, you know, if you start doing very, very poorly, the music turns into a really muddy version of the song. The teacher will start looking dejected. It, the song might slip into minor chords or start adding sad sounds in the background. Um, and then likewise, if you're really good, your cool meter fills up and the teacher will just kind of walk away and leave you and say, I'm proud of you, and then you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> so on any given level, if you fill up your cool meter, you literally just freestyle. You can do whatever you want. Hey, so in, in the lore mm-hmm. of this world, is it a, a musical-based world where everybody raps it, to each other and that's how they communicate? Or is it just that this particular dog, Parappa, is always in his head and he's rapping to himself and this is how we see it? So this is actually happening but it's really vague. I don't think it's intentionally vague on if everyone's musical or if Parappa himself just wants to be a rapper or whatever, because you don't necessarily, um, it, it's very difficult. I don't have an okay. answer for you because I don't think there is one. Yeah. Um, but if I had to guess, it wasn't intended for everyone to be musically inclined. However, they are. Everyone sings. Everyone's good at it. So um, it's just yeah. part of this this corny little kid's world. It's like in a musical, like in a play, we just have to assume yeah. that everyone somehow can sing and dance. Right, 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 right. Okay. I think that's the perfect Got way it. of putting it. Um, like in so. my favorite musical, you know. Um, <laughs> Newsies. Newsies. <laughs> the only musical I've seen. Newsies. <laughs> Don't you love uh, Moulin Rouge? Oh, I do love Moulin Rouge. Yeah, yeah. Like like Moulin Rouge. I get it. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out on that one, Brian. Sorry, Everyone's already calling me for loving Moulin Rouge now. Why don't you rap Can you explain Moulin to me Rouge? why Moulin Rouge? <laughs> What's that? What, why Moulin Rouge? Of all the musicals. It's a, it's, it's a moving story. It's very compelling. Okay. It's because you're kind of like a lady mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that in there? That's in that one, right? Yeah, that's the one. Hoochie yeah. poochie la la da da. Hey, poochie poochie. Yeah, just yeah. like it. Rapper, yeah. Roger the Rapper. <laughs> I would love it if there was a Roger the Rapper game. Man, we should have... Okay, so now that we know that this whole dynamic is here... Uh, no, you guys... Never mind. What I did, but I was thinking it'd be funny and fun for everyone, including everyone at home, if if we started having our own cool meter and depending on how well we were doing... to fill it up. Oh, then, my God. Then, then we would all have to rap at each other. Flip, Joey. Our, our meter no always... Way. Yeah. 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 I've never flipped the cool meter once in my life. I'm not going to be able to do it right now on a podcast. All right, well, I'll just continue on. We don't need to do that. That's fine. But man, wouldn't that be great if you could flip your cool meter and just say whatever the fuck you want? Oh, shit. Well, I'm saying it. So let's just say you keep up and you're doing well, right? And we are actually demonstrating to the Chop Chop Master that we're actually very good at what we're doing. We're rapping. We're keeping up with what he has to say. 
we basically have verified our karate skills are good and we can move on to the next little section and there's going to be little cutscenes in between Parappa he, you know, he proves himself to, to Master Onion and then uh, uh, it's the next day and, and Parappa and the gang they meet up again they're trying to figure out what they want to do and Sunny suggests going to the beach and that sounds good but they don't really have a car or a license uh, and just then Joe Chin pulls up in a super sweet stretch limo 900 it's got a cheetah print interior and a top speed of 463,200 <laughs> and Joe Chin asks the girls if they want to hop in for a beach trip and they say yeah as long as the boys can come too uh, and Joe Chin says yeah of course but they have to sit in the back of the limo which is really really far away from everybody and so they all hop in and immediately Joe Chin accidentally reverses into a wall kind of knocking Parappa out he's in the dream state where he imagines having this license and if he has a license then he could take Sunny out just the two of them on a date so when it comes to he immediately runs to the DMV so he can get a license just so he can do that and he needs his instructor and she's a moose named Mussolini and what's fun about this song is that it sounds like uh, the first Lily Allen album uh, and so it's really fun and it's, it's the music is legitimately cool I'm the only going to say great. that 15 it's times very yeah. very good yeah so while we're at it uh, yeah, the, the music for sure, it's 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 like hip-hop, and it has loops that are meant to sound like uh, like samples from like disco, funk, or, or R&B with cartoony sound effects and whatnot. It's, it's good. The music's legitimately good. And anywho, Parappa passes, and he borrows his dad's car to go pick everybody up for a ride, and it's fun, and Sunny's having a good time, and she says she wishes that they could just keep driving far, far away together. And the idea of her having such a good time sends Parappa into another dr- daydream of his, uh, of them again on a date sipping wine or apple juice or something and right as she leans in for a kiss the car is hit by a semi truck he he drifted out of reality and he smashed his dad's car and everyone's fine they had their seatbelts on Um, but he's going to need money to fix the car and so he needs to get a job. And so he heads over to the local flea market and he meets a fella named Prince Flea Swallow, who's this relaxed frog with a Jamaican accent. And he offers to teach him how to sell stuff to make a quick buck. And Flea Swallow is an interesting character because he has a pimp hat and he talks about his hard life kind of uh, cryptically. He says he's been hustling ever since his mom was a baby. And he also tells <laughs> us that he's, he's on the run from something that we don't really know, uh, which has caused the internet to speculate that he might be a drug dealer. And and I couldn't find any real evidence of this, but in a cutscene, you can see a brief little uh, the c- camera pans by, and you see a, c- a cigar box with what could be blunts in it. But either way, <laughs> I think he's just a nice fellow. I don't care if he's holding or whatever. I mean, alternative theory: maybe he's, maybe he's a time traveler. If he's been hustling since his mom was a kid, mm-hmm, he must have yeah. gone back in time, and time cops are after him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I mean, that uh, maybe this this lends itself to maybe a prequel that's going to be coming out this yeah. fall. Check yeah. it out in stores. Uh, <laughs> Please swallow. Yeah, that would be a much less <laughs> that would be a much less impressive way to uh, be hustling for a long time if you just went back in time and hustled for that many years yeah. instead of doing uh, it as a child. <laughs> I mean, the, the alternative, the only other explanation is that he was hustling as a sperm, right? You know, well, he's a frog, so it'd be a tadpole. His father's body. <laughs> Same shape. Same shape. <laughs> the problem about going back in time is uh, inflation. 
the, the, it just, you really wouldn't be making much money. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You back your your five dollars for days of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyway, the only thing else I really want to say about that. Well, I have two things I guess I want to say about that and him. Uh, the first one is that in this particular song, it's really cool. Um, if you're doing really bad then the music turns into kind of like a dub version of the song he's singing so it's like it's like really echoey and stuff and it's really neat um and then the other one uh i kind of have to go off on a quick tangent we're just going to mention this just the one time and that's it um parappa was more famous in japan and so uh you know whereas he's kind of drifted away like wayward in america they love him there and like he has an anime out there and stuff and oh, really? in the anime yeah prince flea swallow is pining over this woman named christine and at the very end of the episode it turns out that christine is just what he calls this gnarly wave he's been waiting to surf oh, <laughs> yeah. he, he saves parappa from drowning and then he just surfs this wave and he's super stoked on it it's very very good um I guess while we're at it, um, just to hit the anime, uh, it's it's very it's it's cute. It's a very good show. I like it. It's for kids. Um, it's uh, very kind of future funk style music. There are two new characters. There's Paula Fox. Uh, she's kind of a bitch. They call her a bitch like straight up in the show, which is okay. funny because it's a kid's show. And there's yeah. also Matt, uh, who's just, <laughs> Matt is just this mature dog guy. He plays basketball, <laughs> uh, but. Um, uh, I don't know. That's it's that's basically it. It's a good show. It's worth watching. Is it a full um, th- series? It's a full series. Well, it's like two seasons, three seasons. Oh. Um, but uh, uh, it's it's cute. It's it's legitimately very cute. Um, it's not very rap centric, but it does have a good chunk of interesting music. Uh, and then there's also a scene where there's a, a school bus full full of kids and they drive off a cliff, which is <laughs> worth Whoa. watching. Oh, it's a dark episode. Okay, back to the other part. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, Parappa PJ and Katie Cap. Uh, they meet up to plan Sunny's birthday, which is the following day. And Parappa's job is to get the cake. So he goes to the store to go pick uh, pick one out, you know, and, and he sees one that's really fancy. He sees another one that looks like a daisy. Uh, it's a little bit more humble, and that's the one he goes with because it seems more appropriate. And as he's walking outside, Joe Chin shows up, and he has a monster cake. It's 42 tiers tall. It's way nice. He says each tier represents one part of the bond between him and Sunny Funny. <laughs> As they're walking by each other, uh, Joe Chin accidentally trips Parappa. It's not intentional, it just happens. And he drops the cake, and that leaves him with a few options. So he opts to bake a cake uh, with the help of a TV show, and it's called Cheap Cheap the Cooking Chicken Show, which just so happens to be baking a seafood cake guaranteed to catch her heart that day. I'm not making this up. What are the chances? Oh, oh, gross. (laughs) That's so gross. This is for a flower. Yeah, flowers hate seafood. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't live in this world. Well, actually, I do because <laughs> it is America. Uh, it is. It, this is. This is true. And I is it set it in America? Later. This is. This is definitely uh, the the U.S. Um, I can I can approve that later on. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get to there later. Anyway, so he bakes this little heart cake and has two little shrimps on it, and he goes to bed and he's so excited, he's so stoked on his little cake. Uh, and then the next day, they meet up at the park. He gives her the cake, and he actually eats a bunch of it himself. He's kind of scarfing it down. And Katie Cat finally sees what's going on, and so she's being a bro and she drags PJ away. So the two of them can have some time together. And sparks begin to fly as they finally get a chance to watch the sun go down. Uh, he starts to drive Sunny Funny home. And she starts to really see something in Parappa for the first time. But then... 
he needs to take a shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, very relatable. But unexpected. He needs yeah. to take a shit, and he's getting visibly upset. He's getting like his says angry eyebrows. <laughs> he just really needs to go to the bathroom, and they they do not let up on this. It's you feel the urgency as if like you're trying to hold in a fart in real life around a girl you just started dating. <laughs> so. Anyway, he he has to go. They pull him to a gas station, and when he gets there, he runs to the bathroom, and there's a line of people there. And who are these people in the line? They're his teachers. And so he challenges all of them one on one to a rap battle to see who can go to the bathroom first. And now remember how I said the music changes based off of your performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so does the result. And if you do poorly and you fail a rap, you're usually met with like a disappointed teacher. But this is a wild scene. If you don't make it to the bathroom, it starts, slowly starts raining. And then it plays this really weird clip of a rocket blasting off into space and then tumbling down to earth on fire. But it's a real <laughs> clip of, a re- of it actually happening. And there's mariachi music playing in the background. And it's supposed to symbolize him shitting his pants. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's so weird. Uh, so let's Wait, just go so ahead. it cuts to a real video of yes, an actual uh, rocket disaster yeah. with mariachi music? <laughs> 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 that's, the, that's the strangest analogy for pooping your pants I've ever heard. Well, here comes. <laughs> You want to watch it? I think it's delightful. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, he turns. Oh, he turns purple. There's definitely a poop oh, sound. When they go into his belly. <laughs> this is great. This is so good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a Challenger disaster. I was looking it up, and I can't tell. I don't think it is, but that'd be, be wild. Yeah, what do you guys think is a more appropriate video to symbolize pooping your pants? Like a dump truck dumping out a bunch of dirt or something? I think a dump truck is great. It's in the name, on the right? nose, though? I mean, do you really think this game is looking for subtlety? <laughs> it's not. I'm going to be honest with you. There is, a, there is something that's more appropriate but this was the answer. This is the best fucking thing I've ever yeah, seen in my life. Best, and it's so good. This was the correct choice here, yeah. right? We'll put that on Instagram. You can see it. Along with some other stuff, I need to put some of the references for you guys as well. So anyway, yeah. Nothing like watching the, the challenger to explode to really sell children on the idea that driving your date home with shit in your pants is bad. Parappa <laughs> <laughs> makes it out of that. The groundwork is set. Sunny is in line. She's, she's ready. Uh, she, she likes him. And Parappa just basically needs to bring it home. And it just so happens that at this point, he gets this invitation to perform at the local club fun in the city. So he calls all his friends. And he, you know, basically sets a date to go pick up Sunny, and he meets her dad, whose name is General Potter. Uh, he's a big potted plant head. Of course um, he is. Yeah. <laughs> and he brings he brings a, a flower to give to her, which is kind of fucked up. But anyway, it, it's this whole situation. It's like a montage, and there's music playing, and it's very it's very cute and very wholesome. I think we've talked about this before, like. I'm a sucker to to any of this whole underdog uh, cutesy bullshit. I like little cartoons. I like do- this is the perfect this is the perfect game for me, really. Uh, but yeah, it's got I, everything I, you like. It's got everything I like, truly. Onions, and onions. <laughs> That's it. Rocket and- disasters. <laughs> Shitting pants. Um, Shitting pants. So- yeah, so it's it's very cute, and finally it comes, and he picks her up, and they're on their way uh, to this hot club, and they get inside, and like I said, there's a guy wearing a U.S. Navy tank top 
they're currently on Earth. Um, oh, uh, there's also another thing where where Chop uh, Chop Chop Master Onion says uh, something about uh, Las Vegas. So anyway. Um, so, you know, Parappa, he's going to perform on stage with the help of the resident hype man. His name is MC King Kong Mushi. He's a flea and he uh, finally gets a, a, you know, a chance to rap for the crowd and for Sunny Funny. And the beat kind of sounds like December 1963 by the Four Seasons. And he takes this opportunity to believe in himself, A, and B, tell Sunny how he finally feels. And the crowd goes wild. And, and this is where the game ends. We don't actually see them like hook up or anything. Uh, that's just kind of... That's where the game basically ends. But, so he declares his love for her on stage in uh, front of an audience. Yeah. That's a bad move. Yeah, it's pretty that. intense. Because <laughs> <laughs> that puts her in a bad position. What is she supposed to do at well, that she's point? She's so excited. And they're young enough that I think that that would be a good like a good like w- dis- display of grandeur to show. like. <laughs> I guess. But what if she doesn't like him back? She can't say that. Now she's forced to agree to go out with him. You know. It, so then it worked. <laughs> That's true. Is she on stage with him? <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry. but even if she's in the audience, Kev, you know. She is in the she audience. She doesn't have to yeah. react if she's in the audience. Nobody looking at her Cass everyone's going to turn and look at her I'm sure he's like singing straight at her you know? <laughs> probably just turn around too though and be like who huh what yeah, totally, yeah. just just turn around and look at the girl behind her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like that time when you were a kid Joey yeah the fart heard around the world Joey yeah, yeah I think we've told this story before but yeah, the fart heard around the world have we told this on the show I don't, I don't think know. so uh, it deserves, no. I mean it's it's a I feel like it's a long story I feel like I, I mean have it's to, like, super topical though with shit in your pants okay fine okay this is great this is the ultimate <laughs> okay this is a story called the fart heard around the world it's gonna be a story half true so, story it's a true story uh, about something that happened to me in eighth grade uh, we had a split class where they had two history teachers and they actually had like a, a collapsible middle wall so as an experiment they actually would have both classes taught at the same time kind of like a forum class for college and as a result, we have, you know, 60, 65 kids in the class. And uh, right after lunch every day at my junior high, um, there was a 15 minute silent reading period. And um, I sat right in the middle of the class, like on the left side. So like basically right, right in the middle uh, of the split class, right where that little partition wall was taken down and about four seats back in a, in a row of five. And so it's silent reading and I just I had to rip one and I was just like you know what I'm, I'm a pretty good stealthy farter if I need to uh, I just figured you know what if I just cheek it and then slip it pop it let it scoot on out it's not gonna make any noise it's gonna no one's gonna be none the wiser like and, a whisper in the wind yeah and so I just go for it and I, I just try to force it out you know and I I, I, I force it out and it was it was it made an incredibly loud noise and so I'm sitting there and I wasn't exactly a cool kid I was like I was a, I was pretty dorky and we're sitting there in this class it was it was social suicide basically and I'm, I'm sitting there and it's silent for a second. We hear some giggles. People are just like in shock that this happened. And one of the teachers is like, starts busting up and he's trying to contain his laughter. The other teacher's just like shocked, doesn't know what to do. And one by one in the row in front of me, the first kid turns around, looks to the kid behind him. That kid turns around, looks to the kid behind him. The next kid comes and I'm number four. So number three turns around, looks at me and I have to make a split decision. What am I going to do? How am I going to proceed? 
So I turn around. <laughs> and the kid behind me is also kind of a dorky kid, and he just starts blushing and starts yelling, It wasn't me, I swear! Because <laughs> he has no to turn around and blame it on, right? He's the last one in the row. Oh, man. Oh, man. Why did and he normally, blame it on you? Why did he just take it? He kind of did, and his, he, the funny thing is respect to his best friend because his best friend was kind of next to me and started coming like hey that was you right own up to it and I was like Psh. it was funny because I I've never had a moment of like being a cool guy in my life uh, but normally I would have blushed and I would have sunk into my chair and just been like oh fuck me but instead for whatever reason I was able to muster up a like sick dude I'd never do that and I just kind of <laughs> went back and looked at my, at my book and kind of squeezed my sunglasses yeah, off exactly. <laughs> a cigarette. I rode away clean and what's yeah. really funny about that is I don't remember ever Ever seen that kid ever again? Oh <laughs> my god! So anyway, that's what happened. <laughs> if you're out there, kid, uh, don't kill me. Contact me. me. <laughs> no, yeah, man, you are definitely on his. Hear from. You're definitely yeah. on his kill list, Joey. And I for sure am. Yeah. I don't know how. There's nothing you can do to make up for that either. There's nothing I could do. I don't know. It's <laughs> funny now. I didn't tell that story for years. I thought. It was, I think it's funny now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, well, that's where the, uh, the 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 first game ends. I do want to talk to you guys about uh, some of the other games, um, but I also am fully aware that uh, this is going to go on kind of long, so I've kind of boiled a lot of stuff down into some, some critical points, uh, and so I'm going to cliff note the other games and tell you guys about some fun stuff that happens in them, and then, uh, and then we'll wrap it up, okay? Wow, I think we just Thank hit you. a cool meter. No, <laughs> I can say whatever I want. Everybody else, <laughs> be quiet. Roger, go. Uh, uh, um, f- uh, f- oh god, uh, frog, sh- frog fart. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, we just it just drooped again. We're back into the, into the good part of the meter. So you did pretty, you did pretty good. Okay, so following the success of Parappa, the creators Matsuda and Greenblatt would go on to expand the Parappa universe. They disagreed on how to pursue this, but ultimately opted for a less rap, more rock-centric game, which the player would react to the notes on screen the same way as Parappa, but you'd be pressing buttons that corresponded with a, a guitar that the character would be playing. Yeah. So instead of using like Parappa in words, it would just be guitar sound effects that would be playing along with, you know, in in harmony with the music that was playing. And so they needed a new character for this. And so they opted for uh, a new character named Lammy uh, in this game called Um Jammer Lammy. And Lammy is a shy left-handed guitarist for the, the band Milk Can. Uh, she's accompanied by this weird little mouse named Masan, who has a dynamite on her head. She doesn't speak English. She just yells and gets angry and plays the drums. And Katie Cat from the previous game is on bass. And she's kind of our bridge between the two sets of characters. So to get a picture, Lammy is, uh, she's orange. She's 18-ish years old. Uh, she's a sheep with a red pixie cut and a white belt and flared jeans uh, and an anxious demeanor until she gets her guitar. When she gets her guitar, then she can just start shredding. She's nothing but pure, but pure confidence, kind of like Popeye eating spinach. But, uh, you know, for the sake of, of, you know, this story, we're just going to hit the highlight reel. There's one thing I do want to point out to you guys real quick, which I think is pretty fun. I, I pride myself on the amount of research that I do uh, for these things. And I, I feel truly that I've done more research and said, and I, I could talk to you more about um, 
Prapper the Rapper than anyone else who's done it on their shitty YouTube channel. So <laughs> here's what I want to point out to you real quick. Lammy has a weird little design on her shirt and oh, it's God. a weird little blob and her name and the little design of the blob on her shirt come from this character, which is from a 1994 CD-ROM game called Dazloids. Stinkabod uh, lame? lame. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if you look at Stinkabod Lame, uh, he's this weird little like lamb who has like looks crazy, and he likes to mosh. He like likes to like fight in mosh pits and stuff. Uh, but anyway, that's all I want to get. That's the only the only point I'm making about that. So we're going for some speed here. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I'm sorry, but we have to talk about this. What? So did where? What is this game? It's a uh, CD ROM game. Is it made by the same guy that that made Parappa? It's made by the artist. Uh, Rodney. Okay, okay. Rodney made this. So he yes. brought back his weird, gross character called Stinkabod Lame. Yeah, and just put, <laughs> okay. he put the Lame on the shirt, and and then the name Lammy came from. There's a there's oh. a lot. This universe has been. This guy's been building it for like forty years, and it's incredible. I never would have and expected it, this Rappa the Rappa universe to be deep. It's it's yeah, so man. big. Like there's so many weird subtle things that are going on. Like in game in this game in the background, you'll just see Parappa's mom fighting fires because she's a firefighter, and that's it. There's huh. no mention of anything. But there's that's just mean. a whole there's a lot of a lot of stuff like that that goes on constantly. Um, and, and you can actually see that the character development and the world development it like steps up incrementally for each installation that they release. So it's really cool. Um, but anyway, uh, just to give you the premise for the show. Or start for the game. She has a dream where she's performing, and you know she has all this anxiety. But she's performing with Chop Chop Master Onion, and she blows it during her show. But Master Onion tells her everything's going to be fine. She just needs to take a step back and refocus because, uh, like him, his dojo burned down. We don't know why, but his dojo burned down, and it's okay because although he misses it, he still has the dojo in his mind. And likewise. Her guitar should all be in the mine. And that way she can just have the confidence whenever she needs it. So Lammy wakes up and she realizes she's running late for her first show. She starts running for it. And along the way, she encounters obstacles that are wacky, but some of them are too good to skip. So, you know, at one point she's helping put out the, the building on fire and she's treating the fire hose like a guitar. And then afterward, the firefighter Dalmatians give her a bunch of pizza and she gets so full, <laughs> her belly starts sticking out because she also has to shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, at this moment, she's walking by a parade of moms heading into a nursery, and the head of the nursery thinks she's pregnant because of her belly, so they all drag her in, and they force her to help put a baby to sleep to practice for her coming baby, and the way that they do it is they give her a baby to play like a guitar. <laughs> Weird. But anyway... Um, she also flies in a plane with an old war pilot going through these PTSD flashbacks uh, and she accidentally leaves her guitar on the plane and the lumberjack helps her make a new one and then she runs out of the shop and when she runs out of the shop it gets boring. The American version has been censored. It's boring. She goes back in time. It's a dumb thing. I want to tell you what actually happens when she runs out of the shop. In the European European version, in the Japanese version, PJ Barry's walking by and he's eating a banana. He dropped a banana peel. She slips on it, hits her head on the pavement, and dies. No. And then the credits start rolling, and she says this game must suck if she has to die right now, but whatever. And she's in hell, and it's a scary 3D hell where there's these black oily towers, and there just happens to be this other musician that says, like, hey, I just need you to fill in. I need a guitarist. Can you just come play for me? And so <laughs> now we're, you know, they scrap the, the, you know, break the fourth wall. We scrap the credits. She's playing guitar. Uh, and when, when the level's over, this weird dark mistress, this alien woman, 
has the power to send her back to life via a fax machine. And so she sends her back to life and the game continues. But also what we see is that the other guitarist is this weird, dark, mean version of Lammy named Rammy, like a hell Lammy. And we don't really know anything else about it. It's this weird, weird one mentioned character where we see that there's an alternative universe, uh, hell Lammy, and that's that's it. But they didn't want to put hell in the American version, so they just cop- made a stupid cop-out version of it. How about that? To be like, oh, yeah. hell is too, is too controversial. Too Kids. That's too yeah. intense. We can't do that. I yeah. mean, I guess it's a little intense to have your main character die and go to hell. Yeah. It really, there's some yeah. implications there about the way she's living her life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think maybe it's just the, the choice of death, which which was blunt force trauma to the head, <laughs> which is kind of harsh. But anyway, Lenny's really injury. cute yeah. and she's fun and I like her. And she has the same eyes as me for a cartoon character, I think. Uh, <laughs> but if you beat this game, the reason why we bring this one up all together is because if you beat it, then it unlocks a new mode where you can play through a brand new story mode, which is the same set of songs, but the rap versions and Parappa's there. So oh, really, cool. it's an entirely new game. Parappa 2 is built into Lammy, oh, uh, cool. which is really interesting. And then lastly, there, is act- there actually is a Parappa 2 that came out in 2001. Um, and if the first game was kind of Seinfeldy and weird, this game is kind of Walter Mitty-ish. It's like super over the top constantly, and it kind of has a more acid jazz feel to it. So think like Jamiroquai kind of music. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know, they they really smash a bunch of fun stuff in. The overworld map has really cool music box music that changes for every time like you move around and stuff. And the plot is centered around Parappa winning free noodles for a year, but he gets bored of them. Uh, and then the food all starts turning into noodles, and that's all he has to eat. So he has to go help his inventor dad, help him reverse all of that so they can get normal food back in town and the two things I really want to point out for this game number one a major plot point is that he needs to learn how to make burgers at the town burger restaurant and for whatever reason the owner known as beard burger master he died and as a ghost he still feels driven to tell the world about burgers and his own son doesn't want to learn about burgers so he passes his knowledge on to Parappa and uh, the reason why I bring this up is because in the official guidebook for Parappa the Rapper 2 there's a picture of the villain troop known as the Noodle Syndicate celebrating the death <laughs> of the man celebrating the death of uh, uh, the the Beard Burger Master and among they- the Noodle Syndicate is Kim Jong Il <laughs> what? <laughs> Check out this image that is very well painted. <laughs> I, were, I was expecting them to beat noodles. Oh, oh, the oh yeah. So this is a painted image. It's like almost a spread. It's yeah. not noodle people. It's human beings around a giant bowl of noodles. And one is 100% Kim Jong-il. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's a powerful image. <laughs> yeah. uh, then the, there's only one other thing I really wanted to point out about this game uh, as, and that's that um, there's one song that I think is very very cool and it's uh, uh, a song where Chup Chup Master Onion is back and he's teaching Parappa about romance and sort of hitting on him kind of too but the mm-hmm. song is really good and it sounds like an old Pete Rock beat from the early 90s and his love advice is just karate fighting but with a few romantic words sprinkled in so here are some <laughs> lyrics for you smooth like butter caress your lover enjoy the moment won't last forever love punching <laughs> soft chopping sweet kicking it's all about the mind tamanegi flavor wish i was a player i'm a taxpayer i need a good lawyer <laughs> man there's a lot to unpack there man, thank you so much 
love punching and soft chopping. I need to know more about that. There's definitely, and the, the, I don't know, it's so good. And that weird, I almost want to call it subtle humor because it's just like, they just sneak weird shit in constantly. It's littered throughout this whole series. It's very, very good. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, if I just speed run a couple more facts for you guys uh, or just things I've observed. Parappa's dad uh, sounds like Neil deGrasse Tyson. The Burger Man's son is revealed to be the leader of a domestic terror- terrorist organization at the end. There's a whole part where the noodle disease what? is spreading and turning everyone's hair into afros. And I'm pretty sure that's racially insensitive because of the whole Animal Crossing afro puff thing. I don't really know, but I guess it was also 20 years ago. Uh, and then also when you beat the game, there's a bunch of JPEGs of CG pizza just from a bunch of different angles. That's just how the game ends. It's really funny. Um, so good. There's also a really cute r like it's a whole ass R&B song that Sunny Funny sings at the very end of the game. And it's like super 90s and it's about how she realizes that she loves Parappa and it's very endearing. Um, other stuff, Dread Fox is the voice of Parappa and, and I, I gotta be careful so we don't get sued. Uh, he seems like he's kind of a scammy scumbag. Uh, there's a whole thing about how people were trying to get him to do some voiceover work and he was trying to like get them to pay up front and then didn't do the work and then he sued them for defamation and it like hit the internet really big about five years ago four or five years ago um, huh. and because they, they they did a release or, or rather a re-release of the remastered version of the games and he was super sketchy about it so allegedly that stuff happened but I guess don't meet your heroes because mm. Prappa's voice is kind of a turd. Um, I don't know, just kind of sad. Uh, other fun stuff, PJ Barry got his own spinoff series about three years ago. So again, in Japan, this is still hot. And it's cute, it's funny. The episodes are like a minute long. Uh, there's also a change.org peti- org petition for Parappa the Rapper 3. Uh, and there's also a comic, and that's pretty neat. Um, other stuff... Uh, Parappa has a, a familiar named uh, Boxy Boy. It's a little boombox. And he has a little sister named Pinto. Uh, and she has a little familiar named Yui, which is this tiny little letter U. Um, and then and the last thing I want to say is in the comics, there are these hot artichoke women. They're trying to solicit sex for free groceries from Parappa when he gets a job as a delivery <laughs> boy. So, yeah. So that's, that's it. That's crazy. That it's is insane. Wild world, weird world. I love every minute of it. Uh, there's still stuff going on. And I hope I hope they make a third one. I would love it. I like the idea of petitioning. Like the people that made it were like, oh, we really don't want to make one, but there's a petition, I guess we have to. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But anywho, um, that that is that is Parappa. Man. That was great. That's great. Yeah. That's very good. So much to it. Yeah. Um, hey, if you like what we're doing, send us an email, storyholepodcast.gmail.com. If you want to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Follow us on Instagram if you have a moment on uh, storyholepodcast and Instagram.com. If you want to rap or take a shit, um, <laughs> come to my place. Yeah. <laughs> Just right, come over. Yeah, <laughs> come, come to my house, 2598. Um, cool. Uh, for this episode, can one of you guys wrap us out? Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. I do it, but I'm doing the background music. Do it, do it, do it how you would play Parappa the Rapper. So it'd be like, that's terrible. Thanks, everybody. Cut this out, please, Joey. Goodbye, everyone.